can't bust heads like we used to, but we have our ways. One trick is to tell them stories that don't go anywhere. Like the time I caught the ferry over to Shelbyville, I needed a new heel for my shoe. So I decided to go to Morganville, which is what they call Shelbyville in those days. So I tied an onion to my belt, which was the style at the time. Now, to take the ferry cost a nickel, and in those days, nickels had pictures of bumblebees on them. Give me five bees for a quarter, you'd say. Now, where were we? Oh, yeah. The important thing was that I had an onion on my belt, which was a style at the time. They didn't have white onions because of the war. You want to go to war? You got a war. You started it. We gonna finish. Episode 57, 57, 57, 57. I am Dan Destroyer. And I am Chris Crude. And to be the man, you've got to beat the man. Woo! Starting out on a good note already. So, yeah. Decided we'd uh, whip up another podcast and whip it good. Excuse me while I whip this out. Oh! If I'd have known it was going to be that kind of party, I'd have put my dick in the mashed potatoes. So, uh, I figured... You'd be getting sloppy seconds. Uh, I figured we'd go over a couple things, uh, especially something I just... I didn't finish watching it, but I started watching it, and I've heard a lot of people talking about it, and that's Mandy. With Nick, Mandy! Is that with Barry Manilow? Yes. With Nick Cage, also. No. Oh. Uh, but, uh... And that was the one thing I heard one, uh, actually, Doug Loves Movies, he was talking about, like, the one joke he tells in it, and it's at the beginning, so I know you've seen it, because it has no point, it goes nowhere, and there's, knock, knock. Who's there? Eric Estrada. Estrada who? Eric Estrada from Chips. And that's, <laughs> and that's the joke. So, yeah, I don't get it. I don't know. That movie, I don't know. It's like there's a lot of there's a lot to unpack with it. It's kind of like the dude. I've only watched the first. I, I fell asleep after the first 20, 30 minutes of it. I have not seen the entire thing. On initial viewing, I think in the first five minutes I fell asleep. So I went back, rewatched it today, and I'm twenty minutes from the end, and I still have no idea really what the fuck is truly going on. Because there's like a whole middle part in there that doesn't fit at all. And, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like the director saw about six different movies he wanted to combine into one movie, including some of the old uh, 
like old horror flicks from the 60s where they use psychedelia shit a lot. And, uh, so you're saying we need drugs to watch this? I, I think I would. And we cannot have drugs because we're both currently looking for real jobs. This, this is correct as well. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's different. I'll put it that way. <laughs> and, uh, Speaking of which, I also watched the uh, Kung Fu movie we talked about last time. With the the guy that's got no arms and the other guy that's got no legs. Yes. Man, that was bad. (laughs) What? I watched the whole thing and I'm like, this is pretty terrible. (laughs) Cult classic. I guess, but man, it was just, I don't know. Now you're going to tell me that the Rocky Horror Picture Show is not very good. It's just... Because people have, I have no beef classics. with that. What's that? I have no beef with, with the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So well, there's lots I don't of, think there's lots of fish I don't, I don't think it, I don't think it's very good either. But everybody loves it, and it's fun to go see with a group. Yeah, cult classics. I didn't say I disliked it. So it's just it's one of those I movies I, I don't, I don't as dislike it, is, it either. I just it is think it is. It, it's it's Grammy nominated. Yeah. I guess so it is, isn't it? Supposedly. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, I've seen those. Uh, what else have I watched recently? Well, I caught a South Park last night for the first time and I don't know how long. And I thought maybe you could fill in some holes for me because I know you watch it. Oh, I'll fill in your holes, all right. <laughs> yeah, I opened myself up for that one. Yes, <laughs> you did. Da-dum-bum. It'll be opened even further once uh, I'm done with you. I am no gate master, sorry. But, uh. But I have the key. So that makes you the key master. But, uh, this, it was the one where, uh, everyone feels anxiety, so they put the Buddha box over their head. Yes. Okay. How did that start? Because I missed about the first 10 minutes of it. It was, it was just Cartman going to, uh, a therapist, and everybody's always on their phones, and every, and, he just calls it anxiety because nobody wants to be off their phones. Ah, okay. So they just put boxes over their heads so they don't have to deal with the outside world and just deal with their phones. Okay. And is the antenna on there to help reception for Wi-Fi or? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. You okay. know they got they got the whole hook up there. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. And I also saw part of one where uh, oh the one Mr. Mackey. Goes on a thing where he starts destroying scooters. He gets rid of the scooters. That's it's, a that's a big thing in big major cities. You know, yeah, they, know. they try and have. Uh, it's kind of like Uber, but only you have. Like, yeah, you, you, can, you can go pick up a scooter and, and yeah. go get and take it wherever you want and then drop it off wherever you want. And you no, know, I know a few people that have th- thought they've. Uh, I'm yeah. gonna make some extra money. I'm gonna go pick these scooters up from weird places and take them to their home and charge them up and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. Good luck with that. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, uh, because basically they were doing almost like a nightmare, or not nightmare, the uh, Grinch storyline tied in with it as well. Mr. Grinch. There there were nods to it. Mr. Grinch. You're a mean one. I don't know the words. Okay. You want me to look it up? I can Google. No, that's can Google right. right now. No, that's okay. Want. We don't need a whole rendition. If you're going to do anything, we've got the lyrics sitting here for Purple Rain. I do believe you could do Purple Rain. 
the, the from the purple one. <laughs> no, quiet. No, okay. No purple rain. Well, you were reaching. I, you almost grabbed it. That's why I, I was. I was. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm reaching. All right. I'm reaching for the next thing to say to make this podcast. Okay. Well, I guess I could go back and try and describe Mandy some more, but I don't know if I could do it any justice or make any more sense out of it than no and uh yeah cause like I said yeah there's a cult in it and I saw Elijah Wood was actually one of the producers of it which is it's hard it's hard to make sense out of something that was made with no sense to begin with mm-hmm. okay i really fond of using the red frames red filter frames that's on there a lot. Filter frames, filter frames. Which does remind me, I saw a documentary. Oh, I wish I could remember the name of it. But basically, oh, it's about shit. musicians for hire. Yeah, Netflix. I've seen that one. Okay, yeah. I've watched, finally watched it. It was in my queue for a while to watch. So. Q, Q, Q. So, that was actually pretty. I mean,. You and I have been involved in music, kind of know the in and outs of it some. We've never been on a huge level, but there was at least... Speak for yourself. A good portion of that I know. I've played arenas before. That's true. Of course, it was at 6 o'clock at night before any of the audience was ever let into the arena. Mm-hmm. But I've played arenas before. <sighs> okay. So, uh... <coughs> but yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting. Uh... Like I said, I did not realize the one guy that plays in Five Finger Death Punch was a studio musician before Hook. Which I'm not really familiar with the band because I don't remember. Five Sphincter Tongue Punch? Uh huh. That goes, that could go on a, well on a t shirt. Um, <clears throat> so, but yeah, at any rate, it was, it was, inter- it was pretty interesting. I did not know any, any of that though about like, uh, Billy Joel's band originally. Oh, they all hate him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that became Billy, apparent. It was kind of Billy. No Billy did everything, and now the rest of the band yeah, that's, had yeah. anything to do with his success whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So, and I also watched what on uh, Keith Richard called "Under the Influence," <clears throat> which was pretty appropriately titled. Huh. Haven't seen that one. That one's pretty good. Actually, he talks. If if you got to kind of be a friend, of, or friend, a fan of blues at least a little bit, because he kind of talks about a lot of the stuff he did outside of the Stones, which I kind of knew. He's always kind of been well. He's a modern day pirate in many ways. He just kind of he kind of goes where the wind blows him, and that's what he talked about is. A lot of the downtime in between the stones, the stuff he was doing, a lot of it was usually with blues musicians. So, and there's some of those guys that, and I kind of knew this as well. The reason the blues kind of really got popular again in the United States is actually because of a lot of the British artists like the Stones. And Led Zeppelin stealing every single one of their freaking songs yeah, from. Yeah, well, that's another thing. Okay, yeah. we're not we're not going there. Yeah, Le- but we can't we can't touch Led Zeppelin. They're 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 tradition. They're they're sacred. But uh, the, a lot of blues, blues musicians said if it really weren't for Mick and Keith, that you know they really kind of got a second career 
Are, are, are you saying that none of them old blues guys that have no satisfaction? Yes. If it weren't for them, they would have no satisfaction. Yes. Way to pick up the puck. Right in the five hole. Yeah. So, <clears throat> it, it was it was entertaining. Uh, he talked about uh, his time, like right when he ended up in Jamaica, right around the time reggae started hitting it big as well. So, it was interesting. So... I would recommend it. And at least I remembered the title of that one. So What was it? Under the Influence. Okay. Like, like I said, considering who it deals with, it's a little easier to remember. So Well, I can't give you any shit about the documentaries or any of the shows you've been watching because for the last two weeks I've been on a Star Trek Deep Space Nine binge and there's seven seasons of it and... Like twenty six <laughs> episodes of every season, which is yeah, which means there's twenty six hours a season times seven, and it's taking a while. I'm I'm almost the end of season six now, though. Okay, I am almost. I actually did get on a binge watching. I've had the it's a DVD set. It's the first two seasons of Married with Children. Oh, love and marriage. I've been watching that so. And I realize for most of us, the older we get, the more we become like Al Bundy. I have my hand in my pants as I speak. As you speak. You know, hey. I wish, I wish, I wish the only thing the wife wanted me for was around was a paycheck and sex. <laughs> right now, it's only a paycheck. Yeah, yeah. And without the paycheck, you ain't getting the sex. A sad trombone. Wah, wah. So, but that is that show does hold up, I will say. Even now, it's still... And I've... It's actually funny. Like, back in the day, I used to watch the Star Trek, the Deep Space Nine, every yeah. now and then it was on. But now that I'm watching, I'm like... It's it's totally different than a lot of the other ones. They're actually using they use like big words like dictionary thesaurus words, and it's more like for the educated crowd instead of just yeah. like the regular that is true TV watcher person. And my parents were huge fans of Deep Space Nine when it was on originally, so I watched it some. And I always, I always liked Star Trek like a little bit, but I was never like a huge fan. I was much more of a, of a Star Wars person as opposed to Star Trek. But blasphemy and uh, nerd really, fight. Yeah, and really, Deep Space Nine was probably about the last like series I watched. And everybody, at, at get, everybody craps on the uh, new Star Trek that came out last year that was only on the CBS streaming site. Oh yeah, I heard that was pretty good though. It is, it is good, but everybody shits on it because the only place you can watch it oh, is not on regular TV, but on the CBS streaming, like yeah. their version of Netflix. Yeah, I liked it. You even got to see some Klingon titties. Really? Yes, there were Klingon titties, and you actually had Star Trek people saying the word "fuck" and cursing and partying and doing things like that. Was which, actually, which you can't do on network television. You can't do it on your streaming service. This is true. Didn't that take place before like the original Star Trek oh, series? Oh, it's so convoluted. No, okay. Because they've got like 
time warp technology oh. and something happens here and something happens there and it happened like the technology they had was supposedly before the original Star Trek, but their technology was a lot better and more high tech. But it's supposed to happen before the original Star Trek, but they went back and forth through time and things happen and yeah. They lost technology? Something like that. Okay. Which would probably be a good intro or outro song for technology, would be a good song for this podcast. Uh, yeah. Now that we're speaking of it, but yeah, I guess you might have other ideas. So well, I'll just let you. I'll let you decide because I'll, you I'll know, decide once I'm editing. You know, you know. Not that I do a lot of editing, but um, where was I gonna go? Oh, so things shows that don't seem to hold up as well. I had a box set of the A Team as well that I've had for forever. Oh, dude, dude, wow! It's hard to watch now. Kind of like Miami Vice. Miami Vice actually holds up better because I could. I'll tell you what. You can see through Miami Vice the progression into a lot of the crime shows that are on now, like CSI, wearing the the white vest jacket and pastel shirts. No, but more of the like the setup and the storylines of things. Because ah. like with CSI, well, and it doesn't help. It's so it, it's written you know, and produced by a lot of the are same. Are you talking people. about CSI Las Vegas or CSI La- Los Angeles? I think CSI it's pretty much Boston or CSI. Oh no, it's NCIS. I'm sorry, I I got my consonants and syllables and I got things mixed up. My fault. So, uh, at any rate. Hashtag. Hashtag. Because <coughs> with Miami Vice, there was always kind of the, uh, a lot of the times of the setup of, there's the story and they run into a guy that leads them to the guy that leads them to the, to more of the meat of the case that leads them to the. Sounds like some of the weird lucid dreams I've been having lately since I've been sober. It's like, it's like a like Grand Theft Auto. It's like I, I, I have a dream that I'm going somewhere and doing something, and I meet somebody, and they tell me I have to go do something. I have to do this mission to go do something else. So then you break and into I, and steal the nearest car and find an AK in the backseat and drive around town? and. No, no. Wow. Usually, usually I just... Uh, pay for a hooker and then kill her to get my money back. Okay. But that's not the point here. The point is... Yeah. You've had weird elusive dreams. Correct. Okay. So, uh, actually, I will talk about... uh, We had mentioned it before. Fire Pro Wrestling for PlayStation 4. I remember. Okay. Um, I think I was there that day we talked about that. Yes, you were. Um... It's not terrible. <laughs> but Which is a nice way of saying it sucks! It doesn't really suck. That reminds me, I forgot. I meant to grab my copy of Battlefield 5. Something's not right with it. But well, I, I guess I'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, um, Fire Pro is... It's like somebody took an old SNES game and updated it for the PlayStation 4 is the best way I know to put it. See, I thought it was a PlayStation or a 
NES or SN SNES game before, and I don't think it was. Now, I think some of the stuff I saw before was from this game, like while it was in development, and because it's still got a slight cartoony feel to it, right? And at the stages, like especially in the story mode, like with the old Nintendo platform, it would show a guy standing there talking. And he would move its mouth, and you know, and it would, you know, at the bottom, put whatever he was supposedly speaking. Speaking of video games, we're getting right off the rails now, but okay. Well, you're you're talking about a video game. How am I getting off the rails if I'm speaking of a video game? Finished talking about it. I'm sorry. I will shut my mouth until you give me the cue that I am allowed to speak. Awesome. <laughs> That's a Funko podcast first. But, uh, but yeah, you know how, like, in some of the older games, like, in between actual play, they would have a guy talking, and then it would have the words at the bottom, and, hell, you know, Genesis used to do the same thing as well for a lot of their games. And then, I mean, it's not like I expected it, but, you know, I figured it would be a little more... With the technology there's out there, like guys actually walking around talking and just technology. standing standing there, just moving their mouth and then, you know, that scrolls the words at the bottom. So, I don't know. It's not terrible. I, I, I'm not going to say it sucks yet. I want to try and give it a little more chance, but it's, the gameplay really does not hold up to, at least to me, to like the WWE titles. Where it feels a little more realistic. You know what I mean? Because with Fire Pro, it looks like little cartoons and their heads kind of look a little bit realistic. But that's about it. Are they flappy head Canadians? Not quite, but... and oh, I'm sorry, am I allowed to talk yet? Sure. But, uh... Yeah, just derailed me right there. Well, as, as I've said before, I've always been a big... Uh, Borderlands game fan. Yeah. And I've had people, met a lot of people online and game with them, and they're like, oh, Destiny is free on PlayStation. You should try Destiny. You should download Destiny and play that. It's like, I don't know. It's it's, it's like it's like two rival sports ball teams, man. You, you, you like one or you like the other. You don't do both. That's you, true. Kind of. Because I played Destiny for a long time. I've already invested a lot of time in one. I ain't going to get started on the other. Yeah, and it's pretty far into like expansions now for yeah. Destiny. So I quit playing Destiny for a while. I just I kind of got burned out on it. Uh, it's not as bad. It used to be a lot of repetition. It's not as bad for that now as it used to be. But, uh, Repetition, you mean farming for gear? Farming for gear, farming for points, just a lot of that, doing a lot of the exact same missions over and over and over again. And it's not... That was worse with the first one. The second one's not as bad. But, I don't know, I just got kind of burned out. And yeah, Battlefield Five came out, so I finally got a hold of a copy of that. And I think my copy's kind of fucked up a little bit. Because... On the first campaign mission, it freezes up, and it's been kicking me off a lot when I am, especially when I play online. If I play Domination, it usually seems to kick me off. 
and yeah, it just it'll freeze up, and then it, half the time it kicks out the disc. So I don't know if there's a. I tried cleaning it, and it doesn't seem to really make that much difference. So I don't know if there's just a bad spot in the actual disc. I meant to grab it, and I was going to stop on a game store on my way home and see if they could either clean it better or whatever. And I actually do have a CD repair thing at home that would probably work for it, but I really don't want to fucking do that yet if I don't have to. So, But <clears throat> otherwise, it, 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 I like the game, but I just get tired of getting kicked off or it freezing up on well, me. Well, yeah, that's because it's a CD repair kit, and you're probably using a DVD, so that's a lot different. Yes, they're very different. Actually, I think they use more Blu-ray technology. So, but yeah, I don't. I don't want to try new technology. Said it again. Yep. I'd work that into the title of the show, except that just kind of looks lame. Just technology. Philosophy. Technology. technology. Philosophy. Philosophy. Okay. That's an old Orbital song. Orbital. Orbital. Yes. Techno. Nineties. Two thousands. Technology. Philosophy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you had to jog my memory. So for touch on that, I've been listening to uh, L.A. Style, James Brown is Dead again No? You don't know that song? Yes. Oh, I was going to say, damn. You couldn't go to a club at one point in the 90s without hearing that somewhere. James Brown. James Brown is dead. Anything else? No. That's all the song you know. I got I got the bass beat, I got the drum beat going, but I can't do the multiple weird blips and chink, chink all at the same time, so. Which was amusing about that song is when it came out, James Brown was still alive. But now he's dead. Yes, now he's dead. So now it's a little more apropos, I guess. Apropos. Speaking of which, since we were talking about James Brown and Chuck Berry last time, uh, somebody dug up on Facebook the weird James Brown interview after he got arrested from fleeing from the police because he got mad because somebody was using one of his bathrooms in one of his restaurants. It was his bathroom, according to him. Yes. So that has resurfaced again. I don't know why it has but it did so because the man big brother knows it knows who's was talking about it and it automatically showed up on youtube for you to view actually it's on facebook that some one of my other friends had posted yeah posted it. maybe they listened to it i don't know but no it's big brother there i'll tell you what there is something to that because one day it was trying to sell me skin tag shit on the internet like skin tag removal stuff and I was like, you know, I have some, but it's not like I've ever gone into my computer. It's looking. not like you showed your balls on the internet. No, no, not like that or anything. But I was like, what weird shit? I mean, it was, yeah, it was, it was like for two days. I was trying to sell me this shit, so I just thought that was awful odd. Now I just want to tape over my camera on my laptop every time I'm... Well, that's how they seen your skin tags on your balls. <laughs> Actually, I've got one on my neck. That's the one that's... So... I have one on the other side, too, but it came mm-hmm. off at some point. Maybe if I wouldn't put my balls on your neck, you wouldn't get them skin tags there. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Because that's how you get skin tags. Yes. 
from my balls. Teabagging things? Yes. Okay. Next song. <laughs> Next song. <coughs> Alright, so this is the last time since I'm now struggling for topics. Have you listened to Split Second at all? No. No. Okay. No. Alright. I will say, uh, Fan the Flames, the title track, their single, it's, it is kind of the standout song on it, you know, kind of like how every, even for us, for like Skullduggery, how 50 Pounds of Porn, we kind of knew once, even once we started getting everything together, that was probably going to be the song that was most known on that CD. <laughs> oh, Miss You Macho Man. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, you know, that song's alright. I mean, I hate doing that song live, though. Not, you know, we've done it once, but... I will lie. Practice. I've, I've, I've got one of them stereos in my car where you plug a USB stick in and you can listen to yeah. all the music that you like. And when I'm driving home from my fake band whore practice <laughs> on Friday nights, that always it always comes on. I always... Kick it to Skullduggery, and that's one of my jams when I'm driving home. That song even, is even, even though even though it's got like no vocals, just yeah. uh, samples and just that's it's, kind it's, of jam. it's a five minute jam. It's yeah. that's my jam. I, I I listen to it every Friday night driving home. Honestly, that's one of my favorites on that album as well. It's kind of weird sitting here talking about our own stuff, but uh, okay, what else are we gonna talk about for? I have, because that is the one thing, is after we've been in the studio, I usually listen to it as we're, you know, because Josh will send me what he gets done for work, asking, you know, what we think of the edit, how it sounds, everything, and and I'll usually give my honest opinion. And then usually once we're done with it, I don't listen to it for usually quite a while. Right. And then I'll go back and kind of revisit and stuff. And I, I've got to say, and Josh and I have talked about this some as well, it, it, our, you can see our progression in it. Not that Skullduggery was bad. Skullduggery was just a lot of weird ideas we all threw together because we kind of came together. Because originally that band was just, it was just a project, studio project. And we all came together and it kind of just became a thing. Really. So... I'd always kind of hoped it would become a thing, but I really kind of figured we'd do that, and that would pretty much be it for quite a while. So, but, and Bigly, I really like Bigly, but Bigly is so hard to do live. I mean, there's a reason the only thing we've done off of that album is Summer of 89, Right, because everything else is like sampled and it's uh, weirdly a lot of studio stuff that you know, and your so, pulse generator and yeah, the random pulse generator. Yes. Well, we could have dragged that out live. That's just I don't know. It's it's a lot of gear to try and mess with, especially for only three to four people. So, but it sounds good. And who knew that when we did that? I mean, I. I partially wrote it out of fear what I thought America might start turning into, but a lot of it was more satire. It seems brand new, and it was joking around, but once Trump 
gotten off in office all it's the songs. slowly started to become a reality. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of... Uh, that's what I said the other day. I posted something on Facebook about... Remember when I wrote a semi-satire song about... Because, yeah, I mean, the whole borders being closed to all non-U.S. citizens. I mean, he's trying to make that become a thing. So... Yeah. And I also got to mention, and I don't, I don't want to get real political on this, but I had to chuckle the other like day. Like last time? Yeah. I'm sorry. That's fine. Uh, you know, it is what it is. But uh, I had to laugh the other day when they had the G20 summit and the uh, Prince and Putin did the little hand jab thing to one another. And you can see Trump walking in in the background and that's his face. Kind of was just like... Like a jealous ex-lover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like when you see somebody you think you're just best friends with, and you see him doing something else to somebody else, and you're like, man, I thought we were best friends. What the fuck? That was, it was that kind of look. I, I, I had to chuckle about it just a little. So. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, Mary, we're going back to... Take your cows, because I guess we'll go ahead and talk about some anyhow. So, yeah, and then going forward with the 7-inch that's coming out, I I dug into my roots a little bit more for some of the punk stuff. It sounds a little more punk than some of the other, but does it's it, still does, really does, good. It doesn't really... I, th- I think so. On at least songs like, well, Security Guard Stop. So, really? Although Security Guard Stomp is an old song we just redid. But uh, but uh, Animal Control, very much rooted in an earlier kind of profane existence style of punk rock a little bit. So, America's Lost Its Mind, kind of the same thing. So, which is also a video that you can find on YouTube. Yes, you can. Sacred Cows, America has lost its mind. Yes. So, speaking of uh, all that also as well, I did kind of... I actually wanted to talk about last week and kind of forgot. When you read the review and they talked about Sakai. The band Sakai, they compared us to Sakai. Yes. More, which is kind of weird because not long after we got that done, or we're in the process of finishing it, I think... Josh had said something to me about he goes, Yeah, some of this kinda of sounds like Sakai and at, at that point I really I remember hearing of the band but I had never listened really listened to them before. Same here. So I had listened to them like afterwards because Josh hooked me up with some of their stuff and I, I got the reference. And uh there is a part of me that still wants to cover one of their songs one of these days, but it was, it was. I just thought it was kind of amusing that Josh brought that up, and then in the review it was brought up as well. So I just found it amusing. Well, I thought it was amusing. Like last night, I was trying to fall asleep, and I was flipping around the TV station for just some background noise to put me to sleep. Uh-huh. And that movie, Get Him to the Greek, with uh, Russell Brandt. And I've never watched that whole movie. I've never. It's a decent movie. It's it's fun. It's got funny spots in it, definitely. But if you're a musician, it's definitely got funny spots. But <clears throat> there's a bunch of songs 
that are that are from like the the band that's in the movie. They're not, yeah. they're not regular radio songs, but they're songs from like the soundtrack or and that could Sorry, be. So I'm sitting here trying to remember the it's something's child, isn't it? The band. Afri- there's an African child song. Okay. I only know that because I watched uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall because he plays the same character. Yes, they, there, there, there's a few tie-ins to that movie. Yeah. And I, I, I had a laugh. I thought, I thought a couple of the songs that the band played would be good to uh, <laughs> blow people like. Where'd this come from? It's like, is this an original? Is this a cover? What 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 is this? And, you know, it would mess with people if you played it live. Yeah, that's that's, that's all I'm that's all I'm saying. <coughs> oh. I got the clap. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to I'll have to check that out now. I do not know if that's on the Plex Network. I might have to. Well, it might be Find on Netflix. It. Or, yes, put it on the Plex. Okay, I'm going to... Make a note. Make a note. Movies to obtain. Uh, I'm trying to think. There was one other thing I thought I wanted to cover when we were talking about the beginning of that conversation. I don't remember what it was now. So I guess maybe we'll wrap this up, make it a short episode then, unless you've got. Uh... No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Let's let's make it short. Okay, short. I mean, we've both punished people. Oh. with very long podcasts. Now I remember that only our five listeners <laughs> probably only stick out for the first oh. half hour and not listen to the last half hour. Sloppy Joe, sorry. Um, I did run into one. Well, I made some sloppy joes the other night with uh, sloppy Joe, sloppy sloppy Joe hamburger with a burger from uh, a local butcher, and like the meat is the best because it's like farm raised with mm. stuff you don't get, but it was so lean that it didn't have like the fat content yeah. to really make it a sloppy Joe. And like. It's good, but do I like it? I do. Do I want to be like healthy and farm raised and locally owned and all that good stuff? Do I really want to be that guy, or do I just want to have my my needs fulfilled right now and not be? I, I don't know. Okay, it's kind of hard to explain. All right. So, before I forget again... <laughs> All right, shut up. My turn. WCW. Okay. I have unearthed some old uh, Monday Night Nitros from 1998. And watching some of those... It, it's good. But I had forgotten WCW tried to fill a lot of time sometimes with nothing. Kind of like what we're doing here, right? Yeah, now. actually, now you mentioned it, yes. Um, like, yes, I'm trying to think. And, of course, this is at the big push before Goldberg. This is the big push of Goldberg and a streak. He's about, we'll see, what I was watching, he was at 107. And it was right at Bash at the Beach, pay-per-view was getting ready to come up. Actually, I've bookended that. I've seen both Nitros before Bash at the Beach and after. Uh, Goldberg had I want to say was it the US title 
Man, WCW had a lot of belts. I'm trying to think. I think he had the U.S. title, Goldberg did. I've got a few belts at home, too. Yeah, I know. One of them from J.C. Penny. Yeah, the other one says Levi's. Um, but Hogan was still holding the World Heavyweight Champion belt. Before, at this Hollywood point. Hogan? Yeah, Hollywood Hogan. Oh, okay, it's Hollywood Hogan. Yes. That, that's, that's, that makes a difference. Yes. So, Hollywood Hogan was still holding the belt... And the before Bash at the Beach, uh, on Nitro, Goldberg was supposed to go up against Hogan for the belt. Uh, Hogan said, well, before I'm going to put my title on the line, he needs to go up against one of my NWO brothers. So there was about a half Brother. hour. Half hour. Sus- Brother. Half hour suspense about who who was Hogan gonna have or who was Goldberg gonna have to wrestle. His brother. And it ended up being Scott Hall. And this is at one of the points where Scott Hall I think disappeared because of his alcoholism for a while and then would come back sober, at least for like a couple weeks and then <laughs> So Story <coughs> of my life. So it was Hall was who he had to wrestle. He ended up beating Hall because Hall was of course going to try and win through trickery at one point. About skullduggery, bringing out some of the other uh, uh, NWO brothers to attack him from behind, but Diamond Dallas Page and Carl Malone came out with chairs. Right, I remember Carl Malone jumped them before they could make it into the ring. So Goldberg won the belt, and then he went on to win the belt from Hogan. So, and then that pay per view was. Hogan and Rodman versus Diamond Dallas Page and Malone, which they won as well. uh, Malone and Diamond Dallas Page. So, and then the follow-up, Nitro, and I've not finished this one yet, is, you know, at the beginning of the show, the whole NWO comes out. And uh, basically it ends up that uh, Hogan ends up blaming Hall for losing his belt. So the two of them are going to have a grudge match. And I do believe that this grunge is also, match. Yes, a grunge match. Were they were they gonna play like early nineties? Yeah, tell us songs? they were gonna play "Smells Like Teen Spirit" and uh, even uh, flow. Yeah, even flow. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, I'm man. sorry. <laughs> the point I was trying to make is I think this is the point also where Hall transitions back over to NWO Wolfpack. I think this is that turning point, if I remember things correctly. Because also in the previous Nitro, they had NWO Wolfpack. It was Luger and Wolfpack Sting versus Kidman and, man, who was somebody else from the flock. I don't remember. And they wrapped up the match in less than 30 seconds. It was that fast. So... But there seem to be a lot of those kind of matches where they just have have something more to fill time. Much like kind of, I guess, we're doing at the moment. But What? This is the Juventud Guerrero versus Kidman part of the... What? Different, different, different uh, franchise. What? What? So, let me tell you all something here tonight. What? That... By the time the stutter goes down, what? You all 
can kiss my ass. What? So maybe that's what we all start doing in the segment where we just do Stone Cold call and response. What? Yeah, is that a good place to end? Just like yelling certain things and saying what? What? Then we're gonna be done with this podcast. What? I'm telling you right now. What? That we don't have much more to say. What? But we can keep talking forever if we want to. What? But I'm not gonna because. What? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I could talk about Rick of Honor, but we'll, just, we'll skip that all together. So, alright. What? Gavel Dabble. What? came out here to Jonesboro and opened up a can of whoop-ass and The Undertaker says that these people, and as he calls them, I think he called them hillbillies. Eh, eh. Thank you very much, coach. Stone Cold Steve Austin and these hillbillies, we're gonna go out here and we're gonna disrespect. We're gonna disrespect. We're gonna disrespect all over the dead man's ass. Did you read my lips? Did you? I said D. I S R E S P E C T. Ain't that how you spell disrespect? Well, that's what the hell's gonna happen tonight. You wanna talk about Chris Jericho, do don't you? Huh? And no way out? I'm gonna go ahead and bottom line this interview because I ain't got a whole lot of time. I got a man's ass to whip. And I got alcohol to drink. And no way out. Them undisputed titles, they're coming with.